You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. Today's message is an audio conversation with Bruce Langeman entitled, To Kill a Lion. This is part three of four. His name is Bill Saiti, and his phone number is area code 717-279-7118. That's 717 area code 279-7118. And right now, everybody who calls me or emails me for counseling, I just turn over to Bill because he is a, he's just a great one-on-one counselor. Could people call in instead of actually going to visit him? Uh yeah, I would think that Bill could set up a phone uh, interview. Uh, the The difficulty is that it is his livelihood. He is a professional counselor, so he has to he has to set a fee. Now, I know his fee is not as high as what uh, contemporary counseling is right now. Contemporary counseling right now, the fee for that is between ninety and a hundred dollars uh, a session. Bill's not that high. But uh, you just have to make an arrangement with him to uh, to somehow um, find out his fee. But he he will he'll, he would tell you all about that. But yes, I I think he does do phone counseling. That's excellent. Thank you. Yeah, and he knows his stuff. Okay, so if you have a question, another question for Mr. Longman, you can press five star on your phone. And if you'd like to, if you need more information about anything, or you want to order his book. You can write to us at the Amish Voice, Post Office Box 128, Savannah, Ohio, 44874. Or if you have questions about this or other phone numbers, you can call us at 419-962-1515. 419-962-1515. So you, Mr. Lungman, you talk about overcoming these problems, and yet you, you talk in your book, too, about even as you're trying to find help while you're working on it, we should stop the sin right away because it's it's necessary. True victory, you write, begins with repentance and forgiveness. So even if we're not, we haven't found victory, we should stop doing what's wrong. So when you talk about being yeah. the process of what about those you you write on you write about that sin and then repent and then sin and then repent and sin and never seem to overcome, even though they sincerely try. Uh, uh, well, you know that that is what. That that is the whole crux of what we're dealing with is that men who sin and repent and sin and repent and sin and repent and sin and repent and and that's that's the nature of an addiction and it's you know the addiction what I teach about the root issues isn't um, uh, isn't the character isn't characteristic of just sexual sin but it's any kind of addiction whether it be workaholism or whether it be food addiction or alcohol or drugs. It's, uh, they're all issues of the heart, and addiction means that you don't have or you don't know that you have the power to stop. But I believe that we're still all responsible for our choices. 
I was very much because of the way I grew up. I had a deep father wound in my life. And a father wound is a father wound is when you don't get the impartation from your father of love and you don't get the impartation from your father of connecting to his heart, to his heart connecting to your heart. Whether your father's detached or whether he's He's there but doesn't uh, encourage you or uh, you don't know that you're loved by your father, whatever that father wound is. For me, mine was my father never connected with me and then he died when I was young. And so I never had sexual development. I mean, my sexual development, my, what's called a sexual map, my sexual map was all over the place. But when I found Christ, I found the commitment to Christ that was stronger than that raging, raging desire for sex. And even though I fought, fought through the years, I fought it and fought it and fought it because I had a raging desire for sex. But I just thought every man was like me, and I just realized that if I wanted to serve Jesus Christ, that was one of those areas that I had determined I was not going to slip in. And do say, do say in the book, though... You have this addiction in your heart. It is still, we are all responsible for our own choices. And until we find that victory, I believe that we still need to uh, guard our mind, guard our hearts, and guard our actions. Because uh, uh, when we give in to the, the, the sexual temptation and the pornography, it just makes the whole situation works. It just, or worse, it just opens more doors in our hearts. And especially if those actions are acted out uh, through the medium of sexual abuse, then 100% it, it's just we, whatever has to be done, and, or if you need accountable partners, or you need to, as soon as you feel temptation, call up and say, hey, help me, I'm feeling that whatever you have to do until you find your victory, guard your behaviors also. Bruce, you talked uh, uh, about the father wound. I'm just wondering, it, does that affect the boys more, or the, I should say the sons, more than the daughters, or does it uh, affect both? Uh, uh, Joe, the, the father wound uh, is equally as important to girls as it is to guys. Mm -hmm. uh, now, the reaction to it is different. The way the girls react to a father wound is different than the way men or guys, boys, re, re, uh, react to the father wound. But the father's place, and, and, and I say this uh, hoping that there's some fathers out there, the father's place of lovingly and encouragingly connecting to their child's hearts is just, uh, is, is, is one of the most, to me, the most, one of the most important things in life. Wow. And the difficulty about it is that most men, most fathers, don't know how to connect to the heart of their child. And when I say that, so that a child not only, not just knows they're loved, but feels the love of a father. Because mm -hmm. many children have had very harsh parents who, in the name of the Bible, have just been very harsh instead of lovingly correcting a child and bringing them up in the ways of God so that they feel encouraged to be uh, the responsible and godly people that, that the Father wants them to be. And, uh, but but uh, father wounds are like my father, 
you know, I don't think my father in the, in the, my first 12, 13 years of life and, until he died, he, I mean, he didn't connect with me much of all. Honestly, when he died, I didn't care. That's how lack, little I had a connection with my father. But now, you know, when I went through my spiritual healing, even though my father was dead, I read a letter to him. You know, of course, you know, the, the post office didn't know where to send it, but uh, I didn't put it in an envelope. I'm just kidding. But I did write him a letter from my standpoint because I did, needed to get free. And because my father was a good person, he just didn't know how to do it. He didn't know how to do it. And so I was deficient because my father didn't know how. Well, then I grew up, and I got married, and I had children, and I didn't know how to do it. I did the best I could, but I made a lot of mistakes in my parenting. And it was like, I wish I could go back with what I know now and do it all again, as probably most of us think that we do. But uh, but father wounds affect girls in, in, in different ways. Uh, when, when a girl is seeking for the affection of a father and uh, just the attention and the affirmation and the blessing of a father, it might cause her to have a, a strong desire to be immoral. Because she wants that affection. She wants the attention that she doesn't get from her father. But for a, for a man, for a guy, often it causes them to just rebel, to become bitter inside, and uh, to just make wrong choices in their life. And uh, so I think a lot of them, when, when, some, when a man calls, us, calls me up and says that he has a sexual addiction or when he comes into my office and says, I, uh, I have a sexual addiction. The first place I go is I want to know what's your relationship with your father. Do you have a wholesome, healthy relationship with your dad? Because uh, when you don't have one, you are ripe to have a sexual addiction. Wow. I, I, uh, I hear that so much. I mean, just from, from different counselors that I've uh, worked with over the years and just seems to me like somehow we've got to get more information out there to fathers because we have one shot, just one shot. And if we mess it up, it, 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 it usually carries on for generations because, That's right. uh, it, and it's so sad. I, I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, I, I tell you this, Bruce, I wish I would have known more about how to raise children back when I started. Um, I, I really didn't get a lot of information until our children were probably in their late teens, and uh, yeah. that that's probably often the case because it's then that you kind of wake up and you get a little bit more mature and you realize your years of parenting are coming to an end, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely, uh, definitely a need. Yep, I I feel the same way, Joe. I it's uh, some of the things I thought you know when I when I first became a parent, I was very cut dry, uh, just uh, very stern with my kids that they were going to love God and they were going to behave right. But you know what I what I what what happened when I got my sexual healing is I realized that God wanted heart transformation before He wanted behavior modification. And I was always trying to modify my children's behavior, but if I had just worked with their heart and connected with their heart, their behavior would have changed. But uh, unfortunately, I didn't know some of those things, and I had to learn the hard way. Yeah, yeah. A child 
needs loved, a child needs held, a child, I know that there are actually teachings out there that that tell people to stop um, holding their, or putting their daughter, uh, hugging their daughters and things like that because of the fear of, of uh, sexual immorality. And, and I just think that's so sad because... I mean, my daughters, uh, they're grown up. I have uh, three teenage daughters in the house now. I mean, most of my, my other kids are out. But, you know, I give them a hug and a kiss multiple times a day. I mean, when they come, when they come home from, from work, they come over and they give me a hug. And, and when they, uh, when they uh, get up in the morning or, or when, my, when Ruthie and I are out teaching and we come home and we haven't seen them for a while, you know, we just give a give a hug and and uh, and a kiss on the cheek and mm. and it's they you know I, they still you know they're they're in their early twenties and my other daughter's nineteen but they still would never go to bed without a good night kiss and mm. you know and it's just because children they need that connection they need affection and um, uh, it is not it is it is entirely appropriate. Uh, and I'm saying I know that there have been very inappropriate uh, of uh, actions by parents towards their children, and that's very sad that a father uh, would actually violate a child, a, a child sexually. I mean, I can't think of that there's anything in the world that be, would would seem to me to be more evil. Yeah. But I'm, I'm talking about healthy affection. But then again, I always want to say that if that's happened. There is forgiveness. And for the person that it's happened to, there is healing. Amen. Yeah, we have another question. Before we do, I'll give you some more information about the calling in. So if you want to hear this recording again, you can dial 641-715-3800. That's 641-715-3800. And enter the access code 89752, 89752. And we'll probably, we intend to have these conference calls, just like we are now, the first Sunday of every month, next month, November 3rd. And if you want to learn more about father-son relationships, we plan to have a guest, Jonas Yoder, who works in prison ministry, helping to work on the relationship with the fathers who are in prison and how to deal with their son, how to be better role models and examples. And then December 1st at 8 p.m., that conference call, we plan to have guest Michael Pearl to talk about how to raise your children. So join us for those the first Sunday of every month. And your area code 419, go ahead with your question. Hello, my name's Josh. Um, I've actually don't really have a question. I've just been one of those that was set free from your... I want, I want to say bruise, I want to say hi, and it's real nice to talk to you. Um, you can hear me, right? Yeah, well, how old are you, Josh? I'm 26. Twenty-six. Well, that's great. So uh, I, I, you know, I always need the encouragement, and I love to hear that people are just getting set free. Because if the sun will set you free, you shall be free indeed. So, uh, so t- tell me a little bit more. How did that come to pass? Well, you know, you guys are talking about the Holy Spirit and what started it years ago. You know, I got addicted. To, um, I was addicted for about four or five years, I believe, where I was literally, I mean, like people are addicted to drugs or whatever, where they think they can't live without it for a day. Yeah. And um, it just got me more and more, I realized that 
you know, it's wrong. I always knew it was wrong. Of course, Satan tried to tell me sometimes it's not, but I felt like the Holy Spirit kept more and more, more and more that I need to do something about it. And um, no, there was nobody knew about it because I was quiet, but nobody told me. It was just that feeling inside, meaning that guilt, but yeah, God just saying, look, you know, you do something. And um, I saw the book advertised in the Map Ministry uh, newsletter, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to buy it. And I, when I first started reading that, I just, yeah, you blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. I'm just, I would read it. Sometimes I just throw it down and laugh. I'm like, you're kidding me. It's like you're reading my mind as you're writing it. Isn't it so, so, yeah, there, there's so much truth in there. Um, and as far as, you know, the background, growing up Amish, um, me and my dad didn't have that good relationship, and I had a bad relationship with my two older brothers. They uh, bullied me a lot and a lot of, so I had like this emotional, um, mental pain, or um, emotional pain. And, um, you know, that I believe, you know, like you said in the book, was that I took that to overwrite that pain that was in my heart. Yeah. And the one thing that I loved, you mentioned it tonight, was understanding or realizing the problem is 90% of the solution. I'm, I'm the guy that likes to understand the problem, so I did a lot of research myself on that kind of stuff. And it just, and I did end up, after I was set free, and I, I kind of fell back into it, that's when I decided to go get counselor help, and, that's, and I would recommend that. And yeah. um, it just, right away, the, my counselor helped me figure out the connection of what happened in my past and why this is why I'm this person. And so just put pieces together. Um, I wouldn't want to do it again, but I tell you, it's a learning experience, and I've learned so much just by going through it. Well, that's tremendous. Are you married? No. No, I um, God God's been watching over me so much, and He did not allow me to get a girlfriend. And um, He knew I wasn't ready, but I do have a girlfriend now, and um, I don't know if you know, we're gonna get married or not. But yeah, um, I I I praise God that He didn't allow me to get married. I mean, really, I, it would have been really bad to bring a woman into my life in the situation I was in. Sure. Wow. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.